Hello, my name is Andrew Laposha, and welcome to the Twilight Years. On today's episode, we will be looking at the death and final years of comedy queen Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball is often regarded as one of the funniest women of all time, and rightfully so. Lucy is best known for starring in I Love Lucy, which is regarded as one of the most classic and beloved television programs of all time. She created the show with her husband, Desi Arnaz, who also played her on-screen husband. I Love Lucy debuted in 1951 and was a rating smash hit until it ended in 1957. After the show's cancellation, she founded a major television studio with Desi called Desilu Productions. Desilu Productions produced many popular shows, such as Mission Impossible and Star Trek. In the 1960s, she starred in The Lucy Show and brought along some of her co-stars from I Love Lucy. It was also a success, as was her third series, titled Here's Lucy. Throughout her career, Lucy won four Emmys and a host of other awards, though we will get into some of those later. Despite Lucy's on-screen comedic talent, she was not very funny off-screen. She was often the first to admit that, saying, I am not funny. What I am is brave. But Lucy was amazing. Lucy and Desi divorced in 1960, but they remained friends for the rest of their lives and even collaborated occasionally. The following year, she married Gary Morton, who was a stand-up comedian, albeit not a very funny one. Gary became closely involved in management of Lucy's career for the rest of her career, serving on Desi Lu's board of directors and producing projects she worked on, including Here's Lucy. The late 70s and early 80s were not a good time for Lucy. For starters, her son, Desi Jr., entered a rocky marriage. Lucy publicly disapproved of the marriage, and it lasted only one year. The tabloids hinted it was destroyed by a substance abuse. Also, Lucy was not working as much. To pass the time, she taught a television film and aesthetics course at California State University, Northridge, in 1979. That same year, her I Love Lucy co-star and longtime friend Vivian Vance passed away from bone cancer. The last time Lucy visited Vivian, she went with their friend and colleague, actress Mary Wicks. They traveled to San Francisco, where Vivian was bedridden. The three talked, reminisced, and laughed for two hours, just like old times. Afterwards, Lucy and Mary cried all the way to the airport. Despite Lucy not working much in the early 80s, she did receive quite a few accolades. After working for CBS for 30 years, she moved to NBC in 1980, and a television special was done in her honor titled, Lucy Moves to NBC. In 1984, a televised tribute was done for Lucy called All-Star Party for Lucille Ball. That same year, she was inducted into the Television Hall of Fame, being the institution's first female inductee, and a ceremony was held in her honor. While Lucy was grateful for such tributes, it also made her sad. She felt she was being eulogized. If you're like me and you wanted to start a podcast, but were not very tech-savvy, you wouldn't have known what to do. Then I heard about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. But in 1985, things started to look up when she was cast in the TV movie Stone Pillow. In the movie, Lucy played a rare dramatic role as a homeless person in Manhattan. 
Even though Lucy was not working regularly beforehand, she was still a star, and there were script changes at her insistence. For instance, she requested that her character be named Flora Bell after her maternal grandmother. She also designed Flora's costume and insisted that her character be a vegetarian. Still, the filming was strenuous. Even though the movie was set in February, it was filmed during springtime in New York. Lucy's costume was designed for winter and consisted of layers of clothing. During the production, Lucy lost 23 pounds. She occasionally suffered from dehydration and even tore a tendon. Just for fun, Lucy liked to walk down the street in her costume to see if anyone recognized her. No one did. Lucy's daughter, also named Lucy, felt that the difficult production may have been the beginning of the end for her mother. Despite the troubled production, Lucy was optimistic and hoped reviews would be good. However, much to Lucy's dismay, her performance received mixed reviews. Still, though, the show did well in the ratings, which Lucy took some comfort in. That year, Desi's alcoholism continued to take a downward spiral, intensified by the death of his second wife, Edie. Desi Jr. checked him into rehab, and his father never drank again. But it wasn't enough. His money dwindled, and in 1986, he was diagnosed with lung cancer. Even though Lucy had moved to NBC in 1980, it did not help her career all that much. Then in 1986, ABC came knocking on her door. During this time, ABC's ratings were faltering and NBC was thriving. The Cosby Show had debuted and broke down racial barriers, and The Golden Girls, a sitcom about older women, was also doing well. ABC offered Lucy a sitcom to be called Life with Lucy. The network felt the sitcom could not go wrong, and Lucy was given full creative control. In the sitcom, Lucy played a widow who inherited one half of a hardware store. Longtime co-star Gail Gordon would play her befuddled partner, and she brought on Bob Carroll and Madeline Davis as writers, who had worked with Lucy ever since her I Love Lucy days. Her husband Gary was listed as executive producer, as was Aaron Spelling, who was a very successful producer, doing work on Charlie's Angels, Dynasty, and The Love Boat. The show was booked for Saturday nights and was brought without a pilot. It was expected to dominate the night. A dying Desi cheered her on, saying, What took you so long to get back to work? Life with Lucy debuted on September 20, 1986, and landed in the Nielsen's Top 25 for the week. But from there, the ratings plummeted. The biggest issue with the show was Lucy's age. At the time, Lucy was 75 years old. On Life with Lucy, she often tried to recreate the pratfalls in physical comedy that viewers knew and loved from her. Instead of generating laughs, the audience was left fearing for her safety. It was painful to watch. Her reliance on cue cards was very obvious, and there were tons of awkward pauses in her dialogue. Thirteen episodes of the show were filmed, but the show was canceled after eight aired. Lucy was devastated by the show's cancellation. She felt that her career was over and that no one liked her anymore. Further adding to her sadness, Desi's health took a turn for the worse. Lucy spoke to him for the last time on November 30th, 1986, repeating the words, I love you, over and over. He died two days later on December 2nd. Lucy heard the news while on the set of the game show Super Password. She turned to Betty White, who was also a guest on the game show that day, saying, You know, it's the damnedest thing. God damn it, I didn't think I'd get this upset. There he goes. Five days after Desi's death, Lucy was awarded a Kennedy Center honor, and she showed up to receive the award. After the failure of life with Lucy, Lucy more or less retired from show business. She spent her time playing backgammon and Scrabble with friends. She also became an avid watcher of 60 Minutes, having a special admiration for Diane Sawyer. 
Lucy, who liked Desi, was a lifelong smoker, started to have her own health problems. Lucy went for her regular physical, and a cyst was discovered on her thyroid gland. It was removed in January 1988. After the surgery, Lucy vowed to never smoke again. Later that year, her old friend Bob Hope asked her to do a song and dance number for his 85th birthday special. Lucy went ahead with it with much difficulty. A week after the performance, Lucy woke up to go to the bathroom. Just as she sat down on the toilet, her right arm went numb. Gary drove her to Cedar Sinai Medical Center, and it was discovered she had had a stroke. Lucy was a difficult patient. Almost immediately, she began to hallucinate. She also got belligerent, screaming, Get me out of this goddamn place. I want to go home. As she yelled this, she happened to be underneath the microphone. Nurse stations all over the hospital heard her. Hours later, Lucy went back home. To prove that she was well enough, she appeared on Super Password once again. Normally, Lucy was very good at the game, but this time her diction was very unclear, and it was obvious she was having trouble concentrating. After the stroke, Lucy began to examine her life. She did not want to live much longer. In early 1989, Lucy was asked to be a presenter at that year's Academy Awards alongside Bob Hope. Lucy agreed, but almost immediately she had second thoughts. She was worried about her appearance. After Bob called her to cheer her up, she said, God damn Hope, nobody cares what the hell he looks like, but everybody cares what I look like. God, I'm so tired of myself. The Oscars aired on March 29th, 1989. This was the same ceremony that infamously opened with Rob Lowe duetting with someone dressed as Snow White. There was no host for the first time in many years. Lucy went with Bob Hope and presented the award for Best Picture, which went to Rain Man. They entered to a standing ovation. As part of their presentation, they introduced a segment called Oscar Winners of the Future, which spotlighted newcomers such as Corey Feldman, Christian Slater, and Ricky Lake. Lucy later said she was disappointed with her performance, saying she looked terrible. On April 17th, Lucy was eating breakfast when she complained of chest pains. Gary called Lucy's doctor, who said to get her to the hospital immediately. Gary and Lucy's daughter, who happened to live nearby, had to plead with her to take her to Cedar Sinai. Lucy agreed to go on the condition that she could apply makeup and get dressed first. Lucy was immediately rushed to the operating room and underwent open-heart surgery for seven hours. It was revealed her aorta had ruptured, and she received a new one from a 27-year-old motorcycle accident victim. When Lucy awoke after surgery, she turned to Gary and said, How's the dog doing? She was placed in the intensive care unit, but eight days later, she bounced back and was moved to a private room. Doctors expected Lucy to make a full recovery. Flowers and Get Well cards were sent to Lucy from all over the world. Across the street from the hospital, the Hard Rock Cafe erected a sign saying, Get well, Lucy. The hospital's fax machine and switchboard blew up. The only way to get through to Lucy was to use the name Diane Belmont, which was a fake name she had used for many years. During Lucy's stay, the wife of her friend, comedian Milton Burrell, died at the same hospital from cancer. The day Lucy was moved to a private room, a doctor told Lucy that they did not want her climbing steps and would have to permanently stay on the ground floor of her home. There were no bedrooms on that floor, which meant that a makeshift bedroom would have to be created or she would have to move to the guest house on her property. This crushed Lucy and could very well have done her in. Early the next morning, on April 26, 1989, Lucy began to experience back pains. All of a sudden, her aorta ruptured again. All hands were on deck. Doctors and nurses scrambled to attempt to revive her. It was no use. At 5.47 a.m., Lucy was pronounced dead. 
She was 77 years old. The news was made public within a few minutes. Various news outlets ran massive tributes to her. They had already been written when it was revealed that Lucy was ill. Even though it was public knowledge that Lucy was elderly and sick, her death was still a shock. The day Lucy died was the 56th birthday of her friend and admirer, comedian Carol Burnett. Later that day, Carol received the flowers that Lucy had arranged to be sent to her. Lucy had three public memorial services, one in Los Angeles, one in Chicago, and one in New York. They were all held at 8 p.m. on a Monday, the same time that I Love Lucy used to air. Lucy was cremated and buried at Forest Lawn, Hollywood Hills. In March of 2002, Lucy's ashes were moved to her birthplace in Jamestown, New York. She was posthumously awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom just a few months after her death. Gary remarried in 1996 to professional golfer Susie McAllister. He died of lung cancer on March 30, 1999. He was 74 years old. Lucille Ball is still very popular. I Love Lucy continues to be one of the most beloved television shows of all time. According to one statistic, a rerun is always playing somewhere in the world. Lucy is often regarded as one of the greatest television stars of all time. Her popularity is immense and shows no sign of slowing down. Thank you all for listening to The Twilight Years. Please don't forget to subscribe. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. The links are included in the description of this episode. If possible, leave me a review. If you have any requests for somebody you would like to see talked about on this podcast, let me know and I will do my best to get to them. Thanks again for listening. My name is Andrew Laposha, and I will see you next time.